Hi everyone, it's been a while since our last podcast and I apologize for that. Seems that the world is just crazy out there and we have been so busy lately. I know in the past we did a segment on fostering and I would just really like to do another one because we have such a shortage of fosters. There's just so many animals out there that need help and we've had to turn so many away because of lack of placement for them. So for those of you who are on the fence about fostering, hopefully this will answer some of your questions. So before I go right into everything, I want to remind everyone that we are based in the Painted Post area in New York, which is right outside of Corning. We have fosters throughout the Tri-County area and that for us would be Shimon County, Schuyler, and Steuben. Um, Paws and Purrs works very closely with local dog control officers as these dogs come in on a stray hold and the owner has five to seven days to claim the dog or the dog control officer can reach out to another rescue. They can do a direct adoption or unfortunately they can also euthanize. So why foster? Simply put, fostering saves lives. I do want to mention that in our area we have some great shelters, but even when they make every effort to keep animals comfortable and happy, some dogs and cats just do not do well. And it's very overwhelming and a scary place for them. And as previously mentioned, you know, dogs at dog control can face being euthanized. Thankfully, the majority of local dog control officers in our area do not euthanize, but these animals still need a place to go. They, you know, can't live in a confined space with very little human contact. I mean, it's not it's not good for them and it could result in behavioral issues also. When an animal lives in a foster home, we can learn so much about them. You know, do they have any type of behavioral issues? Are they housebroken? Good with other animals? Good with children? Do they suffer from separation anxiety? You know, our dogs and cats learn to be a part of a family and they learn what acceptable behavior is and it just helps socialize them. So for many that come in, there may be an adjustment period. You know, some may not eat or drink right away. They may not feel comfortable interacting with you. I mean, they don't know you and others adjust very quickly. Animals in foster care are able to enjoy a more relaxing environment and get more individual attention that they might need. They build confidence by you know, learning to trust people, how to play. You would be surprised at some of the animals that I swear have never seen a toy before. And you can help them. You can you know, help them by teaching them you know, some basic skills, maybe some tricks. So what, what do we expect from our fosters? 
So the first thing is provide a safe and loving environment. And please be patient. You know, remember, again, this is all new to them. And socialize. You, especially with the dogs, socialize, socialize. You know, they may not be housebroken, especially if it's a puppy. So you may have to, you know, teach them that. Learn, learn them, learn what their likes are, what their dislikes are. We would also ask that you take to a vet appointment, which we'll get into further. And we do have adoption events. And when the time comes to be adopted, you may be asked to bring your foster to a meet and greet. And now new fosters need not worry. One of us will be there with you until you feel comfortable doing this on your own. So I mentioned not being housebroken. So, you know, you may have to work on training dogs on this. And if this is an issue that you're not willing to work on, just let us know and we will find a new foster home for it. We do ask the fosters to please keep us informed on any changes in the animal's behavior, especially if there's some type of aggression or a health issue of sorts. Crate use. We do permit the fosters to crate their foster dog and it's actually encouraged. We don't know what the, uh, you know, the adopter may or may not do. So it's not a bad thing. Um, just, you know, don't use it as a punishment. And we ask that dogs please not be crated for long periods of time, especially, you know, if you're home, the dog shouldn't be in a crate. This is not the environment that we want our animals to be in. So what does fostering cost you? Basically, nothing. We provide the crates, beds, collars, leashes, cat litter, food, treats, dishes, and we cover all medical expenses. And as was mentioned, some are with us longer than others due to multiple reasons. Some may come in with health issues and need extra time and care with us. Some may be special needs. We've taken in a couple over the years and they may take longer to get adopted. We are also one of the few rescues who will not separate bonded pairs. So sometimes, not always, it might take a little longer for them to get adopted. And we have a ton of seniors that we bring in. And again, not always, but sometimes it does take a little longer for them to get adopted. But we will never ask you to take an animal that you are not comfortable taking. The vet appointments. We work with several vets throughout our area, so we do our best to get an appointment with one of the vets closest to you. And we will, you know, give you days and times to choose from. So we'll try to work right around your schedule. Um, if you have any concerns, we ask that you please notify us before their vet appointment. And all the appointments are made by us, the board members. And 
We also ask that after each appointment that you please contact one of us. Let us know how the appointment went. Was there any you know, unknown health issue that came about? Is there a follow-up appointment needed? So just stay in touch with us. We do hold adoption events throughout the year and it's not mandated by any means that you attend every one of them, but it is highly suggested that you take time to attend a few of them throughout the year. As we all know, a seen animal is more likely to get adopted than one that's not. We also hold fundraisers throughout the year, and it's always nice to see some of our fosters come out and show their support or even offer to volunteer to help. So I mentioned meet and greets. So when it comes time for meet and greet, your foster has a potential adopter. You should not set up a meet and greet unless the adopter has an application approved and a board member has contacted you to proceed ahead. And we always try to do home visits. It's not always possible, but the majority of the time we do a home visit prior to the meet and greet. And most of the adopters, they're excited to bring home their potential new family member. But if you do a home visit, say you're on your own and something just isn't right, you're just, something's off, you do have the permission to not let that dog go. And then just contact us, let us know how it went. Um, either way, whether it was a good visit or if you had concerns and the dog didn't go. No one should take an animal without having a foster to adopt agreement, a adoption agreement or both filled out and signed. So we ask that you please review the form, make sure it's complete and that they have signed it before allowing them to take the animal. A lot of fosters ask if they are allowed to adopt their foster. Simple answer, yes you are. But you need to let us know immediately and you need to submit an application. Once we have started the application or adoption process with someone else, we, we will move forward with that. So always assume that your foster is receiving applications. So don't wait. We do waive an adoption fee after you have fostered four dogs. Once in a great while, there may be a dog that comes into our care that may not be a freebie. And remember, finding a family to call their own is our end goal. We know it's hard to say goodbye, but when you see your foster with her forever family, it makes all your hard work worthwhile. And you can be proud because without you, this would not have happened. And some final thoughts that I thought about is, you know, if, if your foster happens to come back for any reason, we would expect you that you would take your foster back unless there's some reason that you have spoken to us prior that up to why you're unable to take the dog back. 
or if the spot has already been filled by a new foster. But when someone is unwilling to take their previous foster back, it kind of puts us in a crisis mode. And especially if we don't have another spot open. So we're trying to figure out where are we going to put this dog. And it's, you know, it's not only unfair to us, it's also unfair to the dog. And the final thing, you know, a paws and purrs animal must never be given to another person, another shelter, or given to another organization. If there's any type of issue with your foster, I mean, we're always there. We make sure you have our numbers. So there's really no reason. But unfortunately, we have to put it out there because it has popped up in the past. So if you think you might be interested in fostering or you know someone who might be, um, send them our way. You can find us at pawsandpurs.org and that's P-A-W-Z and spelled out and purrs is P-U-R-R-Z dot org. And all we really ask is if you have any pets in the household now that they be up to date on vaccines and spayed and neutered. If you have questions in regard to fostering, you can always give us a call. Our number is 888-506-7727. So hopefully we'll hear from some of you and hopefully this did answer some of your questions. There is also a PowerPoint presentation. You can find it on YouTube um, and it's basically what we just covered and it's also on our Instagram page. So hopefully we'll talk to you soon and have another little segment out there before too long. Thank you.